seeing places you may never see again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Sorry, that's Willie Nelson. I went into the Willie Nelson thing there. It's uh, what a great song on the road again. <laughs> Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered behind the scenes, no holds barred look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle by two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Travis Sherry. I'm sitting here in a friend's media room in Nashville, Tennessee, looking at the world's biggest TV. I think it's an 80-inch TV right now. <laughs> and I'm Jason Moore. We're the co-founders of the community, locationindie.com. You can check it out over there. And uh, Trav, I didn't know where you were. We saved this for the podcast because you're still road tripping. If you listen to the last episode, you know Travis is roaming around the country with no itinerary, no firm plans. I had no idea where you were. So that's cool. You're a Nashville man. How's it going? Outside of Nashville, um, okay. in a town called Franklin, Tennessee, and uh, sometimes when you have no plans, the realities of this lifestyle are that you end up in a friend of a friend's house, yeah, in a media room, the, the media room, which is basically the size of... Are you at Jack probably, White's house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not, it's not that big, but the TV is that big. I, I, I truly, I haven't gotten up the uh, gall to ask him how big the tv is yet but uh i it has to be 80 inches so um yeah sometimes when you have no plans and you're living location independent lifestyle and you're just roaming around you never know where you're going to end up and for the last couple of days heather and i uh we've been graciously put up by heather's sisters the the people that she works for here in their house and we have kind of free roam of the house well at least the upstairs part the house is so big that they're downstairs we're upstairs so um yeah, it's pretty good. So uh, all is well over here in Nashville, Tennessee. The weather is not as nice as we thought, but hey, sometimes that's how it goes. And that's why we don't have any plans, because we're just going to try to find that elusive, warm and nice weather. Well, this is one of the best road trip strategies there are, right? Take advantage of your you know, friends of friends and connections and not take advantage of, but have the ability to... Uh, or I just... Put yourself out there, I guess. Be like, hey, we're looking for a place to stay. Uh, you never know where you're going to land. And one of the biggest money savers is like not paying for a hotel, right? Yeah. And here's the thing, too. You know, whether you're couch surfing, which we've done before, like, you know, formally, I should say, through couchsurfing.com, or whether you're staying with friends or friends of friends, or, you know, you put it out there and people, um, you know, if you have a, a travel site or something like we do and you put it out there and you get readers who are saying, oh, you can come stay with us, whoever it is. You know, you always want to make sure that you're giving back in some way. So, you know, we, we brought a box of chocolates to him. We showed up. We want to try to take him out to dinner. We even said, hey, we'd be more than happy to give you some money, you know, because we're going to stay here a couple of days. It's not just going to be one night. Of course, they wouldn't accept that. But you know, you, you want to make sure that it is a most people are willing to open up their home um, or, or, or are thankful to open up their home to travelers, you know, and but you do want to make sure that it's that you're doing something nice, regardless of what that is. You know, it's the thought that counts type thing. Yeah, that's a great point. There's always an exchange, right? If you're not exchanging money, then you have to bring something to the table. I feel like it's only fair to bring something to the table. And pe sometimes I think you can think, well, 
oh, I don't want to be a freeloader or whatever, but you're not. Like if you're bringing your good energy, you're you're having a good time, you're listening, you're a good guest, you're like bringing food or, you know, just being open to like making the house a better place when you're there or like yeah, leaving it a better kids. place. It's, yeah, I think they have kids. So that's another thing you can do if, if someone has kids or pets, you know, offer to take care of them or just kind of help out. And and again, we're not going to be doing this the whole trip. You know, we we said we'll, we're more than happy to get a hotel or or an Airbnb or anything like that. But you know, it, it it is nice when you when you're saying I get to save X amount per night because I'm not paying for that. Then you can afford to to take them out to dinner. I I'd much rather give my money towards someone who's who I know or who I'm going to become friends than say, oh yeah, I'm going to pay a hundred bucks for a hotel. Right? Do you want to pay a hundred bucks for a hotel or like you know a hundred bucks and go out to dinner with some people? Like you know, you might sometimes spend the same amount of money, but you get to do something fun and an experience and uh i now i'm trying to think back because i spent a lot of time as your house guest when i was back in pennsylvania and um now i'm like was i a good house guest was i okay like the best the best you always brought the energy always making coffee for heather in the morning yeah you know multiple cups of coffee for heather in the morning yeah you're great of course like i could have done more i don't know maybe uh hey You'll just, well, here's the thing between house guests too. When you're with other travelers, I mean, I know that you'll return the favor when we come <laughs> out to Norway and yeah. you returned the favor before that when we hung out with you in Boulder. So I think that's another thing that that's cool is when you're, when you're staying with other travelers, other people might be traveling, you can always offer your place up if you have a place when they come through. And, um, and a lot of times people will take you up on it if, if they've had a good time with you in their home or whatever. So yeah, it's good. This road trip, it's, it's, Kind of just taking a little bit of shape here, but uh, we got some shout outs from people in Birmingham, Alabama. I've never been. And they were saying, hey, if you're in Nashville and you plan on going to Memphis, maybe New Orleans, you got to come to Birmingham. So that we added that on our to our itinerary. And so we'll be going to Birmingham, Alabama, which was I never imagined I'd be going to uh, just because a few people tweeted us and emailed us. So now that you're, I guess you're a weekend because when we chatted, that was like the first day or the second day that first you were on day. your road Last trip. So it was the first second morning, like the first morning of the road trip. That's always, that's always like such a exciting time. Cause like, well, we talked about, you know, once you get out into new territory, you're like, Oh, the possibilities now after a week you're settled in. Is it, does it have the same road trip excitement? Of course. I, <laughs> it, it's, it's a little less road trippy because we've been here in Nashville for a couple days days so we drove right. quite a bit in the first you're really settled in yeah we're really <laughs> st- we're, we're planting roots for at mm-hmm. least a few days but of you know yesterday we we're out in nashville seeing places we had never been today we're even you know we're doing work from the road so you know we're at we're at the house we're doing some work this morning we're probably going to go out to a cafe do some work there so it is it's less i wouldn't say it's like super exciting where we're oh every day you're out you know, touring the greatest sites of that area and then coming back and you're falling asleep so tired because you're out all day sightseeing. You know, it's little, it's little by little, but that's what I like about the location in the life is that you don't have to return in a week or, or you don't have a set, you know, fast paced schedule. You can afford to take it slow. You could still get work done. And so it's more of a, you're, you're almost more like living among the culture versus just flashing through and uh, i think there's good to both but it's nice to get that feel where you're like yeah i'll go out to a cafe and work i've never been to this cafe why not and so you're still doing quote-unquote normal activities 
but you're doing it somewhere new, which is always adds to the, the excitement and the enthusiasm for doing work, right? Seeing places you may never see again, just can't wait to get on the road again. Sorry, that's Willie Nelson. I went into the Willie Nelson thing there. It's uh, what a great song, On the Road Again. I think one of the best parts, too, is just the inspiration you can get. I don't know if you guys are going to go see some music out there. I mean, you're in Nashville. I would imagine you got to get oh, out there and course. see Monday some Monday night. This is we're recording on a Monday. Monday night at Winners in Nashville. They do a thing called Whiskey Jam, which we've been to before. Whiskey great, Jam. Great, great, great live music. Free, obviously. It's Nashville. Everything's free, right, when it comes to music. So, That's yeah, awesome. of course we're going to be seeing some music. Well, I'm glad you're having a good time, and... I felt a little, I don't know, a little hesitant. I, I, want, I was really excited to chat with you today, and I was hoping we could get in touch. And you texted me last night, and I could tell you were all hyped up about uh, you know, Airbnb and you know, li- living all over the country and these different ideas that we get excited about. And you had that, that extra like excitement. And I was like, hey, you're traveling. You're all excited. And actually, yesterday was like, I was totally down the dumps, man. I I had the location-independent entrepreneurial blues. And I still do. I mean... I'll ask them to play a song about that tonight. (laughs) So you had the blues. No, I did, man. And I feel like these conversations always turn to this. So we're not going to dwell on this. And I'm coming out of it. But Travis helped pull me out, as he always does. And I'm sitting down recording this, maybe because I am still a little bit down. But... I, uh, I'll tell you, I just, I was worried about money. I'm going to lay right out there. I think, I I don't know. I can't, I won't speak for every entrepreneur in the world, but let's at least, at least speak for us and the other entrepreneurs that, that we know well. And I think money is the hardest part of being an entrepreneur. And when I say that, I mean, it's, it's the thing that gets you down more than anything else. And that usually comes about because you're, listen, man, you're betting on yourself. You know you want to. You know you're doing good work. But in the end, you know, you have to, there's going to be times where you get to a point and you say, I, I don't know. Like, you know, you're not making as much as you want or or you. in case in point for this, we're recording in April, right? So the big thing with money around us is now the taxes. Well, this is this was the genesis of it because finally I've had an accountant for a while and she was never on the ball. There was always something going on. I'm like, I need to switch and I'm moving to Norway. So I need somebody that could handle more expat type accounting eventually. And there, you know, these are some things as Travis and I learn how to navigate and maneuver through Taxes, for example, are like some of the business financial infrastructure stuff, which is not like the sexiest topic and something we don't talk about a lot on the show uh, because we are learning. We don't know it. Yeah, we're we're (laughs) learning right now. And I, I, one of the things that excites me, even though, um, I can't stand tax. Like I have this aversion to taxes. Just like, oh, it's so everybody does. I mean, that's not a surprise. But like the whole finance thing about business, which I know is something very important that uh, we do need to learn. And Travis and I have come a long way. I think we both have kind of put off really mastering it. And now that we have a good team in place with... uh, we got to give a shout out to Cliff, who's in Location Indies, actually one of the first members to join um, over a year and a half ago when we launched... And he's uh his website's Digital Nomad Accounting. He does accounting for digital nomads. He's been our bookkeeper, and despite he's like he's got like a day job right now, but he's about to take off. And 
sell his house, him and his wife, Melody, they're going to go travel the world. And it's super exciting. And despite all this crazy stuff he has going on in his life, he still took the time to sort through are a, a mess a bit Let's of a mess no not a crazy mess is. like we 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 did have spreadsheets and we have exp- things tracked and everything but it was not super organized and travis and i had not done things properly um all the time throughout the business when you start an idea and this is one thing we say you got to start you don't like we didn't necessarily wait to have every single little infrastructure piece in place because if you do you don't do anything probably won't start and you don't as even you know if it's going to work either, you know? Right. And as you mentioned, it's totally unsexy. But it is like the unsexy parts of running a business are the things I found that can get you really down. Case in point, having to pay taxes and figuring it all out. But it can give you, it can allow you very great clarity of mind and allow you to do some much bigger picture things when it is all sorted. So right now we're in the throes of trying to get all sorted, right? From 2015 and it's a mess and we have to pay taxes, we have to pay back taxes. And so the money thing is really frustrating. But do you feel, Jay, and I know it might be hard to see it right now, this day, like Cliff sent us a statement and it's like, here's how much you made, here's how much you paid out, blah, blah, blah. So we kind of can know how much we're going to have to pay in taxes. And it was like, uh oh, um, but it was really I remember he sent it to us and I looked at it and I just thought, wow, like a rush of relief came over me because I thought someone actually took all that we did and figured it out. So it's super unsexy, but it allows you to move forward unhindered because there is all that weight on your shoulders when you know you're not doing something correct or when you know you're not doing it right. When you're like, hey, I know we're we're running our business, but it's not it's not really tight. The financial part is kind of happening and we don't have a handle on it. I, I feel that weight a lot of times. Oh yeah. I feel a lot. I mean, you probably know, you do know because a lot of times we will jump on a call like on a Monday and we're ready to record or, you know, you're excited about talking about some creative ideas. We both love to do this. Like we're chatting here, we're sharing with you, we're spending time with you. We're creating this podcast. We love to create content to share, to help people. Like we love creating things and putting them out there. It's fun. So when I jump on a call, one of us is excited about that. And the other one's like feeling the weight. And you're like, hey, I'm like, hey, this is what's going on with these tags. I just want to talk about this or whatever, or vice versa. It's like, oh man, like, look, can we just create something? Right. Can we and, do the fun stuff? Right. Can't but we, like, like we hopped on an, over an hour ago and we wanted to record or I was like ready to record. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I had wanted to, to too. Travis had no idea. Travis had no idea. I had the money blues, but, um, and, and of course this was all from getting the tax bill and being like, okay, wow, that's upsetting. And, um, feeling starting to feel like what, what I talk about, which is that like, you can't feel lack as an entrepreneur. You have to look at gain. And, um, Travis, as he so astutely pointed out, like where were you last year this time and pointing out all, all of that we've done, which is a great exercise. I I know we've talked about that on other podcasts, but I want to reiterate that because it, it, whether it be that you feel like you haven't accomplished anything, right? Like, or, or you haven't accomplished as much you want or whether you feel the financial, like whether that's financially, whether that's just like you wanted to get your thing done quicker, whatever it was, Always good to sit down and look at where you were exactly that day a year ago, it, you know, or that time frame. Oh, April 2015 compared to April 2016. Listen, there's some stuff that that we didn't do right financially, but we're well ahead of where we were then. And it does help give you some perspective. 
it's not going to. I don't think you like when I said that you snapped your fingers and you're like, oh, well, that's uh, no big deal. Now I'm the happiest guy in the world. No, it does but help to give perspective. It does. And um, well, the, and this I is what we talk about, focusing on the big picture. You even said it earlier. It's like you don't look at what's happening this week. You look at the big picture and where you're going. But as somebody who's building their own businesses, you don't always know where it's going. And that's part of the ride, you know, but it's like. We always talk about if you have a job, it's a false insecurity too. You can get a whole pile of things on your desk that you don't want to do or all of a sudden your company is relocating or all of a sudden like that comes with its own set of challenges. So I, I didn't even think about this until you just said that. But a really good friend of mine who I went to graduate school with, I got a text from him four days ago out of the blue. Haven't, we haven't talked in, yeah, you know, maybe four months, five months. We touched base here and he just said, he said to me, uh, the school, he was a teacher. So, you know, total security, right? Or so he thought, um, he was a teacher and he, he sent me a text. He said, so the school that I'm at, he was at a private school and I guess it's, it has lower enrollment. I don't know what the reason he said, the, the job that I have has just been cut and he's been there for Jay, like five years since we were done grad school, right? Worked his butt off, was coaching like four sports there. You know, he said, the job I had has just been cut. I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to go down your path. He said, I want to go down the path. I, I can't I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't want to work for someone else. I want to do my own thing. And, you know, I obviously said, dude, I'm here for you in any way I can. You know, we have this community location. And he, like, we're helping people do that. But it, it just, until you said it right then, I, you know, I, I know you even said to me before we hopped on the podcast, I, I hope you don't mind me sharing, like, you actually thought, man, I just need to get a regular job. And I felt that way before, too. I think all entrepreneurs have like, I wish I could just go into a job, sit down at a computer and know I was getting a paycheck that week. And you don't feel like that all the time or else you would do that. But it was just a reminder that here was this guy who's doing a fantastic job, circumstances out of his control, and now he's out of a job. And he had a, you know, what would be considered very stable gig. Yeah, I think the big difference with the mindset shift that has taken place is that although those you'll still have those thoughts and that's why we're sharing this like like when that thought came into my head like oh my gosh am i going to have to get like a job uh, you know what's going to happen like it's different when you're thinking outside of that when you know that's just a dark thought and that's how you're feeling at the moment but it's not really what you're going to do or it's not really what it's going to come to because you're so committed to the other path that's not going to happen and be able to recognize that even though I think it's important because at the time when you're emotional with anything, understanding that it's just what you're emotional about at the time. And like, even though, even as that dark thought, the J O B thought was passing through my head, I knew like it wasn't, it was just how I was, it was just attached based on how I was feeling. It wasn't like, I felt like I was going to run out and have to really have to do that right then. But it was like, oh my God, you, you start spiraling down, then you have to pull yourself out and look at the bigger picture. And it's not always easy. It, it's certainly dark thoughts, isn't. dark thoughts. Yeah. And if, <laughs> and listen, if that's like the worst thought that goes through your head, oh man, I might have to get a real job. <laughs> then, you know, you, that also, if you, if you step back, that is how you know you're in a good spot. And I think the, the real benefit of you sharing all that and having the, that, the blues, like the entrepreneur, the money blues, is that from all perspectives, if anyone was looking at what you did, they'd say, man, this guy is super successful. Like, look at the stuff that he has done. So I think it's just, it's, that's the point of what we're doing here is, A, we're not like, 
no one has it all together, no matter who it is, no matter if you're the top, highest end entrepreneur in the world, whether you're Elon Musk or Richard Branson or these people who are like the face of entrepreneurship and always pushing people towards entrepreneurship, all, they will have the same doubts. Like every person up the rung of the ladder will have the same doubts because at the end of the day, there's always going to be struggles. And it, it can be related to money, but it's not even how much you have or don't have. It's just that idea that, man, I want to go faster or make more, go further, quicker. Like, you, you know, that's why you're an entrepreneur. That's why you're trying to do this because you want to keep speeding up the game. You want to be ahead of where you were. You have motivation to do it. And when it's not getting there, whether it be you're not having enough money or you're not pushing a thing, you, you can slip into that. And that here's the thing, though. I think it's totally fine to do that. It, but you need other people to pull you out of it. That's that's the key. I mean, it's totally fine to slip into it. We both do. We have each other to pull ourselves out of it. We have other entrepreneurial friends. You need that to help you out because it's very hard to do it on your own. It is. And thank you for helping me get out of that to an extent. You know, I still, it's funny because you said, yeah, this all started because the tax, like I said. And what you were saying is totally true. And I was thinking, this is so stupid. You know, I'm looking at this giant tax bill, apparently, I have to pay. And the reason why it's like big and it scares me is, I guess, because we did pretty well last year, which is a good problem to have, <laughs> you know? Sort of so taxes, it's like, right? yeah, it's like, well, wow. Duh. I mean, like, I could be complaining that, oh, I'm not paying any taxes because I didn't make any money. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. And even when you know at the time, it's just easy to get caught up in these things. And um, like Travis said, having somebody there to, to pull yourself, to pull you out is, is really helpful, man. So thank One you, sir. The, thank you. Hey, we're both here <laughs> for each other. We've had podcasts on this show before of me having therapy sessions. This is Jay's first therapy session uh, here on the Location Podcast. But one of the other parts I think that's tough about being an entrepreneur, and this goes hand in hand, is the delayed gratification part as well. And, you know, we try to preach to you how, hey, here's how to start a location independent business in a weekend. We want you to do it quick. We want you to get started. All that is totally an true. income stream. That, yeah. Yes, an income stream. And that's what we did, right? We, we got started. And now, like a year and a half, two, three years later, like we have to go back and kind of tie up some stuff, which stinks when you have to do it, but it's better than never getting started. But there, even though if you get started right away, there is sometimes this delayed gratification. We have a big project coming out in June called the Paradise Pack, which some of you are familiar with. We did last year. You know, it's a, a, a great product, but we have to work really hard three, four months ahead of time to get it all ready. And we're delaying, A, the financial gratification and B, the gratification of people buying it and the emails coming in and people saying this is awesome. Like, and, and the fun part of having it happen for seven days, like we have to delay all that and do all the work ahead of time and say, oh man, it's like, you know, you're doing all the work and you think, oh man, I just want this to start. But it's never going to be successful if you don't put some of the work in ahead of time. So there is that delayed gratification part, which is tough with being an entrepreneur because you you have to do work and then you have to wait. And then when it's happening, it's all worth it. But sometimes it's hard to, to know that as you work. Well, also, it. there's no guarantee, of course. And that can go both ways, depending on your mood. Like a lot of things, how I mean, it really just depends on your mood at that moment in time. So if you're in a mood where you're like, you're feeling up, everything's great. The sky's the limit. You, you love the fact that as an entrepreneur, you don't have a ceiling. You know, you can, you could 
make as much as you want in terms of if we're sticking on money, you know what I mean? You can help as many people as you want. You can make as much as you want. And there's no limit as opposed to a lot of jobs where you're hemmed into whatever the structure is, whatever your salary is and everything like that. But you could also look at it the other way. If you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, you're like, oh man, I don't have a steady income yet. Or like, it's really good this month, but it wasn't that great this month. And like, it really takes time. There are very few business owners and I think businesses that can grow to a point where like you're very steady and things are going at a certain rate weekly and everything's predictable and you're usually pushing the envelope well it's like you're floating the boat a lot right you're you're, you're trying a new project and then that's going to cost money and this is going to cost money and you keep pushing that envelope and you know we're three and a half years into our journey I, i mean i'm three and a half years in my journey you're roughly the same as well and it's still it's way more consistent than it was, but it's still peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, because, you know, we, we, we make a lot off one thing and then we're like, all right, well, let's reinvest that in a new project because we want to keep pushing forward. So it you're floating. It, it a boat. becomes difficult. It becomes crazy. Yeah. And no ceiling, no floor. And that's what's scary. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when all said and done, look at what we get to do. You have to just come back to what we talked about, which is the big picture stuff, the things that we're doing. We know, at least for our work, we feel really good about what we're putting out there. And and then you have to reconcile that with you know the ability to earn an, earn a living because if you're not earning a living, it's not sustainable, then you can't keep doing what you're doing. So it's it's a very complicated boat, I guess, that you're floating. It can be at times, but don't let this put you off. This is part of the journey. And I think one of the greatest parts about entrepreneurship is the self-growth that you experience because you're put to the test in all these different ways. You have to get your mind set in a certain place. And it really just, I think it's one of the outside of travel, I would say, or maybe even equally, if you had to measure these things, uh, travel has changed me as a person forever and has made me grow in so many ways that are, I, I can't imagine having grown in those ways without travel for me in my life specifically. And entrepreneurship, I can say the same thing about. It just expands your mind in a way that you probably don't. You, you have no idea how it's going to expand your mind when you get into it. And I think my hope for this specific episode of this podcast is that someone listening or, or multiple people listening will sit there and say, okay, I felt that way before, and I'm glad that they're giving me permission to feel this way. Because Oh, it's going to happen, you, guaranteed. I mean, it is going to happen, <laughs> and we want you to have permission like you have our permission to feel this way because not like you need it, but (laughs) not like you need it, but to hear someone else say it is always important. But then what I would say is make sure there's someone else who can help pull you out of it. Or, or if you could pull yourself out of it, great. Or maybe this podcast help pulls you out of it. Maybe you go came in with the, the entrepreneurship money blues and, uh, listen to Jay. You're like, okay, I get that. Okay. And, and he pulled himself out of it. Maybe by the end of this, you pulled yourself out of it, but find someone or find a way to help pull you out of it. Um, you have our permission to feel that way. You're going to feel that way. It's okay. It's part of the quote unquote game. Um, and, uh, and yeah, but, but make sure you don't dwell in that and uh, keep moving forward. And as a sneak peek, there's something else tied in with all this that we're not going to be able to reveal. I can't reveal today, but in a future episode, maybe some of this will make a little more sense, some of where the blues are, or the, some of the fears we're coming from as well. Uh, just a little teaser there. Trav, should we go yeah, Inside L.I.? 
let's go inside LI, the community that has the same name as this podcast, our, our membership site that of people who are traveling, living, and working anywhere in the world. We're all helping each other do it, just like we're doing on this podcast, but in a much more personal way, because there's forums and there's accountability groups, and every week we have uh, experts who come on and answer questions. It's really, really cool. And each week on the podcast, we want to feature a story or something that's happening inside LA to give you a glimpse of that. And I got two things. Uh, so we're going to run through them pretty quickly. One, I want to give a shout out, uh, a success story to Siegfried, who uh, posted the other day. That he's been, he said, I've been working hard and committing to my FBA business. If you don't know what FBA is, um, fulfillment by Amazon. That's a huge thing that's being talked about inside LI a lot with a lot of people because our, our group, I, I'm happy to say, has taken a little bit of a leading role in pushing this as a location-independent business forward. So it's people who are buying and selling on Amazon, but you can be location-independent because you don't actually hold the products. You send them to a shipping company, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, you buy and sell on Amazon. You could do it all online. Siegfried has been, be, has been being helped by some of the veteran members of LI who are doing this. And he said, I've been working hard and committing to my FBA business. I've sourced about $2,500 worth of goods so far, meaning he's bought $2,500 worth of products that now he has up for sale on Amazon, which if you do a good job, typically you make that amount back. So congratulations, Siegfried. That's huge because um, I mean, when he came in, huge. he just, I've seen him do more, taking action, like oh, just taking time. action. And he had, I guess, sounds like at least from what I've gotten to know from him, he hasn't done that before and this was like his first investment and he's really going for it so that's the power of community he is an action taker so congrats on that Siegfried and a lot everyone else who's doing the Amazon FBA stuff and shout out to Jason Rabin one of our LI community members who's leading the FBA Amazon FBA mastermind group so they have calls every week every other week uh, and just really crushing everyone in that group and the last thing I wanted to mention about inside LI and I want to ask you this question we've done our favorite um location independent offices before and Gene posted an article on the great co-working places around the world. So there's 21 amazing co-working spaces. I want to ask you, what is your favorite co-working space that you've ever been in? I haven't been in a ton of co-working spaces actually um, because usually I just find my own cafe or something like that. Fair enough. So I would have to say Probably in Crested Butte. It wasn't a proper co-working space, but it was just fun to be in that town in the summer working. I know you've been to some pretty sweet ones. Well, the this number two one on here is Haboud in Bali, Indonesia, and it's it's a very popular one. And I know we're coming up to out of time. Chris is going to buzz me probably right about now. Um, but Haboud in um, in Bali, Indonesia is really cool. It's a co-working space in this old bamboo, not old, but in this bamboo hut right next to the monkey forest. You can look out. Sometimes monkeys come right up to the door and you look out over the rice paddies. It's really cool. And I think they partner with or the same owner has now opened one up on Koh Lanta, which is an island that I love. Um, and I can't remember the name of that one. But uh, co-working spaces are pretty cool. And uh, we look forward to checking out more and possibly having a roaming co-working space when we go on a road trip together as part of the Location New Podcast. Spoiler alert, we're trying to do that in 2017. Oh, yeah, that is going to be awesome. And, I, you know, I had to finish saying thanks to Cliff because despite all the stuff going on in his life, getting ready to travel and everything like that, taking the time to help us out with all this tax stuff, uh, really much appreciated. So thanks to Cliff and LI and... um Thank you digital for nomad, di digitalnomadaccounting.com, right? Yeah, digitalnomadaccounting.com if you need some help, bookkeeping, accounting, or whatever. Uh, 
Man, thanks for letting me spill my guts, everybody, Travis and you listening. And um, like Travis said, no, you are you are not alone in uh, not alone. in any of those ups and downs. And um, we're right there here with you. If you ever want to get in touch, team at locationindie.com is our email. And you should definitely sign up for Location Indie if it sounds like this community might be for you. Always at the end, we like to give you a way to do that. We give a couple PDFs with our favorite travel and digital nomad resources, as well as a bunch of other stuff. You can sign up just by texting the words location indie, all one word with no spaces, I-N-D-I-E, location indie to 33444. Or if you're online right now, just cruise off the podcast, go to locationindie.com and you can sign up right there. Lots of free goodies for you. Some of the best things to help you uh, be location independent, start your location independent journey, and pull you out of those location independent, not location independent blues, but entrepreneurial blues. So thank you guys for tuning in today. We really appreciate it. And until next time, we'll see ya. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Didn't know what to say there. No. Have fun, uh, have fun going out in Nashville tonight, man. Have one All for right. me. I'll have one for you. I haven't played the uh, the entrepreneurship blues, but then he'll bust out in a really happy song right after that. Because that's entrepreneurship. Up and down. Peace, guys. See ya.